All right, evening everybody. JD here, 701 Nation, episode three, powered by Lauer Auto Repair and Double D Double H Guns. Almost got that wrong for you, Daryl. <laughs> oh, so tonight, uh, tonight, you guys hear me all right out there? Yeah, I can we can hear you. Okay, <laughs> sounds sounds good. Tonight's guest on full screen. We got <laughs> we got uh, we got. We got the Warner boys, Art. We got Art and Brian out there in Dickinson. Uh, Art uh, was the founder of the Worst Shop, so we're going to be talking. We're going to pretty much stick with uh, making deer sausage tonight, and, and pretty much everything that, that, that pertains to that. They got he's got a lot of good information for us, so we're going to pick his brain on that. And of course, you know, we've got some questions for him. Get in the chats. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get to those. But let's start off. Um, Art, Art, you you are the founder of the Worst Shop. What what year did you start that? And what made you decide to, to open a, a meat shop? Well, if you want the real story, yes, sir. A little bit of history to that. Uh, I uh, my job before the Worst Shop was uh, I worked for Job Service, and I uh, did everything there. I took claims and uh, did everything. I was the assistant manager. Uh, one day, an individual got upset with me because I denied his unemployment claim. <laughs> and uh, he made a comment to me that I never forgot. He said, uh, you got a job. You got an income. You're taking away my income. You would never make it on the outside, ever. Oh. <laughs> I took that as a personal challenge uh, when I retired. I decided I'm going to go on the outside and I'm going to make it. And uh, I never heard from the guy again. He never complained or told me that I that I was doing something wrong. So it must have worked. <laughs> That's awesome. What what year was that that you decided to open the shop? Uh, that was uh, 98. 90, 98, 99, right in there, yep. Yeah, cause I, I mean, people in Bismarck talk about it all the time. And, and, you know, I said to some people, you guys are coming out, oh, yeah, I love that place. I love that place. <laughs> so, yeah, and and then uh, what year did you retire from there? Because you don't own it anymore, right? Did you sell it to somebody or was it somebody in the family you, that you passed it on to? What was, how'd that go? Uh, unfortunately, I got old. And, uh, and so, uh, basically, that was a lot of work. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So I retired from that, and uh, I did sell it, yes. So, yeah, sausage making, if somebody's never made sausage, it is a lot of work. And, you know, um, you get you ever get to people, you know, I got friends of mine, hey, would you, can you think you could make me some? And I'm just like, no, no, I can't. You have no idea how much work's put in it, you know. <laughs> I still I still get that all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, – and Brian, there's our little our pop up buddy. He keeps coming so, up. I don't know if you're watching is. and you see a, a, either a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah, we don't know what that is. We don't know what that going is. Right across my face. I don't know if that's yeah, a, it's, a moment or not. Somebody's <laughs> probably playing games with you there, yeah. but uh, <laughs> well, uh, we're like I said, we're gonna we're gonna kind of stick to to just the deer sausage thing here tonight, and um, you know if it's, if it's well received for sure, we're gonna have the guys back on, maybe talk some jerky, but we're gonna kind of stick with whatever deer pork sausage whatever so um we're actually making it a week from today we're going to be making sausage here at my place i mean i think we're going to make it's going to be around 400 pounds but uh so if somebody comes in 
came into your shop, Art, and they were said, you know, I want you to make some deer sausage. What, what, what would be your ratio? What, what would you make it? Would you make it with deer and deer and pork, or deer, pork, and beef, or or what kind of meat? And what was your ratio on that? It was uh, it was usually a, a ratio of sixty percent venison, forty percent pork. Some people preferred to go 70-30. Some were were satisfied with 50-50. But the most common was 60-40. And, and what kind of por- what kind of pork was that you'd use then? Uh, we uh, the only thing we used is the uh, the shoulder, the uh, the Boston butts, and okay. we even trimmed uh, trimmed some of the fat out of there. Uh, we preferred to have a good lean sausage, and that's that's what people wanted. Yep. Yep. So I got a question real quick about the wire. And a lot of people asked me this too. They wanted me to ask you this. Um, why do they call pork shoulders Boston butts when it's not a butt? That's a good question. I don't know the answer, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I thought I heard something once that pertained to like how they used to store them or, or something a long time ago. But, that, but, but I mean, when somebody makes sausage, that's usually, I've made them with pork loins before sausage and it, that was almost too lean for me i think but mm-hmm. but uh yeah and i usually go 70 30 my dad goes 50 50 and again another common question for you do you think there's a difference between mule deer and white-tailed deer the taste i didn't find a whole lot uh we had to be careful uh when people came in uh we we wanted them to have it to have it trimmed out and uh, if we got some from the Badlands, certain areas, you could get a little bit of a, a game taste there. The white tails and mule deer, uh, both, both. Yep. If, they, yep. if they came from that uh, from that area, yep. if, a, if a deer was in an area where there was alfalfa and whatever else, uh, we never had that problem. That, that meat was good. Yep, I 100% agree with you. I, I found the same thing. That was the same thing that 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 I'd found with it. I've actually tested it with my buddies years ago who just swore up and down that that they could tell the difference, and they couldn't. They couldn't tell the yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with where you get them in the cycle of the rut too. Yeah, obviously they're more adrenaline towards the end of season, you know. Yeah, I've I've killed a few deer with my bow, and and both of those have tasted the, the best tasting deer I've ever had. Yep. Actually, you know. But yeah, like you said, the alfalfa, they're eating alfalfa and they're not all, all hormoned up and, and rotted up and everything else. Yeah. I think that, that does make a big difference. So the other the other key that people really need to be aware of, if a deer is run heavy before before it's uh, taken down, that meat is not as good. Really? Don't, don't run those deer until they're Okay. They're exhausted. Uh, that that meat is uh, that's got so, all the, the adrenaline or whatever is in there, but it's not a, not as good a meat. So we got a to our question here. Brandon George has got it. He said, uh, "Pork butt or Boston butt is named for the place it became popular, Boston, and the name of the barrels used to ship the meat in butts. A rain barrel is also known as a water butt." All right, <laughs> thanks, Brandon. See, I knew I thought I I thought I heard something that had something to do with the barrel. Appreciate that, Brandon. Um. So I'll tell you what, since we got into Brandon's, let's just, let's hit a few more of these comments here. Let's catch up on them real quick, guys. Josh Patterson. Hey, Josh, what's up, buddy? P- appreciate you listening in tonight. Eric Newman, evening, buddy. Jordan Warner, that's my dad and grandpa. Woo-hoo! Yeah. 
<laughs> so we got some, we got some listeners up. Where'd you say, Brian? She, she's in Colorado, but we should have a little section of Alaska on the Kenai Peninsula. My sisters <laughs> Julie and Audrey are both watching up there. Awesome. Or they're going to have to watch reruns. It all depends. But I appreciate that. Hey, and if you guys, if you know anybody who doesn't catch it live, Clay will have it turned into a podcast tomorrow, and you guys can listen to it on a podcast. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Troy Howard, howdy, howdy. Hey, Troy, how you doing, buddy? Appreciate you. And then we got Brett Brown in there. He said, what's up, ladies and gents? Let's see here. Who else we got? Oh, there you go. Julie Wanerado. Yes, we're here from yep. Alaska. All right. That's, that's where they are. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Probably the first people who've listened from us. So we've had people from all the way to Alaska down to Georgia and Florida listening now in California. So, hey, we're going nationwide. It's just... <laughs> Jamie's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Josh said he's picking up his little ones in Kildare. All right. That's great. Yeah. Kildare is great, great, great place. I love Kildare, North Dakota. So, Art, so, okay, we got the meat part settled there. And um, so what did you have a general seasoning mix that you would use? Or did people tell you kind of what they wanted? Or did you give them a couple different options on that? Because I just buy the, I buy the pre-mixed stuff. It's the Bourne's. My cousin and her and her husband actually own uh, Capital City Restaurant Supply. And I've kind of been using that here for the last three years, and it's working good for me. But what what do you generally use just for like your general mix? We uh, we used our basically our original home recipe. Uh, the seasoning that we use for a game is no different than the seasoning we use for the sausage that we sold. Really, that was, that was well received. Uh, we used the same same seasoning. And uh, it it went well. So my dad does that. He used it's just um, like the Breck families used it: um, salt, pepper, um, and garlic. Like you got to cut the garlic up and press it and mix it in hot water. I think that's all that, that he really uses. Actually, he only puts a pack of cure in it. Yeah. But I mean, I tell you what, I tried that <laughs> doing it with mine. And it's just kind of like trying to make your grandma's Fleischkeekle or something. It just never works right. <laughs> so I just kind of stick with the born stuff. But I mean, do you remember, do they still use your recipe there now? Or, or, is, or do they use something else? I don't know for sure. Some people uh, said, uh, no, the recipe has changed and they're unhappy. And uh, and others are, are satisfied with it, so. I, is it kind of like? I can't Colonel, really tell you. I, I know they've experimented with some variations. Like Colonel Sanders, where you can't tell us what was in it. <laughs> I usually don't say. Uh, okay, we're exactly not going to. No, we're not going to use. Yep. We're not going to. It's, it's so pretty what, basic, though. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like what I was just saying to my dad. Yeah, it's yeah. So it um like so putting water in your meat when you get your let's say you got your seasonings what 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 do you recommend for putting water because I know if you get too much water in and it doesn't stuff where the crap and if you try and hang it and smoke it a lot of people even get too much in and the meat will fall which happened to me before unfortunately yep. <laughs> you know, I was like man this is easy stuff and keep putting water in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't take a, a lot of water uh, when we when we make it uh, I emphasize the fact that that we need to use fresh garlic. Now, the way we prepared the garlic, uh, we threw the cloves in a blender, uh, put some water in, ran the blender, strained it out, and that was the water that, that we used. The only water. If that was, uh, that was just about enough. If it was real heavy consistency to where it wouldn't stuff properly, then we'd add a little more water. But yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't take that much. We did yeah. change though a little bit. We always used to stuff through that grinder. 
Yep. And I actually, last year I bought a stu an electric stuffer and there you need to have a little bit of moisture. Otherwise it sticks in the stuffer. Right. And we found that if you put the garlic water in there right away and then you get it into the stuffer, it's good. If it sets for any amount of time and you start losing some of that water. It, yeah. It's a hell of a lot. You probably <laughs> had that happen to you in the back. Yeah. I was going to say when we first started doing <laughs> me and my buddies all our own and then, yeah, we, hey, well, let's just leave it set overnight and we'll stuff it in the morning. That, yeah. That was that a bad work. idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now when we do it, yeah, we try to get everything ground and seasoned and stuffed and then, you know, we'll leave it. Obviously I'm not going to stay up all night because I'm usually the only guy smoking it. So yeah. I get a little something smoked Friday and then Saturday is usually smoke day for us, but but um, yeah, and that's something that we've gone back to too. Now that we're doing it at the farm again, instead of at the at the shop, we went back to doing everything cold smoked in in the old smokehouse. We don't do anything. The only thing I do heat smoked is that's how we finish our summer sausage. Now I do that actually on my on my uh, pellet grill. Yeah, I put I could put eight or nine sticks in there, and then I finish those there to where the the country style sausage is all done cold smoked with there's yeah. no heat to it. So do you guys, What do, how much do you mix at one time? Because I've noticed too, if, if I mix, like it seems to me, if I just do like, I get big tubs and I only want to mix like 25 pounds at a time to season that. 50, maybe I'll do 50, but then I'm fighting the mixer. Trying, I got the big, you know, we got the drill with the big end on there that we got. And, but I, I think it seems to me, it tastes better mixing smaller batches. Maybe that's just me, but what do you guys, what's your guys experience with that? The key to any sausage is to make darn sure it's it's mixed thoroughly. That's it. Growing up, that's what my folks always emphasized. Uh, make sure it, it's uh, it is mixed thoroughly, and that's what it's going to take. Uh, if you use bigger batches and you have a small container or whatever, it's going to be harder to get a good thorough mix, and that's got to be your rule of thumb. Yep. Okay. It's a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. You see, <laughs> I got like I said, we got the drill with the big mix. My dad don't he don't want nothing to do with that. He wants to get in there with his hands. He can't. <laughs> yeah. I still you know, think you get the best mix that way by, yeah. by rolling it around yeah. like that. And, yeah. You get that from the outside and push it in the middle and smash it and over and. Well, my yeah, grandpa I, was butchering. You got a little Copenhagen in there that helped it out too. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. When you get your mix in there, um, how long do you let it set before you make a patio? Do you, you give it a little sample fry? You got to kind of let it sit. You think and let the, or do you just mix it and then no, throw it in no. there and give it a go right away. One of the one of the little keys, uh, one of the little tricks that that work beautifully, is when you put in your garlic water, have nice warm water. Yep. Because that that meat is cold. Yeah, and that oh, little warm, sure. warm water really makes it uh, much more conducive to mixing. Out of your hands. Yeah. And so that's that's uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, once that's mixed, uh, you can go ahead and make your test patty or whatever you want to do. Uh, See, and we always do do it where we will we'll, uh, put the seasoning in. We'll grind it coarse with a coarse sieve the first time. And then we'll put a finer sieve in. And then after we've mixed everything together, we grind it one more time. And that gives you a little bit of insurance. You got everything mixed in there. Right. And, right. you know, especially 
dad doesn't like them, but I like mustard seeds in my sausage. So when you put them in there, if you, <laughs> don't, if, you don't get, if you don't get those spread through, you get piles of mustard seeds. My buddy Wyatt's a huge mustard seed fan yeah. and, and my buddy Roy there. Well, so we'll hit a few more comments here, guys, and we'll uh, – uh, we got Dyer Van Dever, Dyer from Alaska as well. Yep. All right. Awesome. That's, yeah, that's my, my sister's boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got my Uncle Dean here from Golden Valley. He said, we usually mix 100 pounds by hand. And my Uncle Dean uses the same recipe as my dad does. It's, you know, my, my grandpa's recipe. And I, he probably got it from his from his dad. Awesome sausage. I, I, I love it. I For whatever reason, I just I can't master it. But <laughs> So Troy says, uh, how long do you cold smoke your sausage? We do about 30 minutes just to add flavor. It depends. You, you, I've, I've actually smoked it. I've smoked some of it up to eight hours. And then I've smoked some for just a couple hours, depending on what it is. It's now with the, when we used to not have the cure like you do now, mm-hmm. you had to smoke them a little longer to get the pink all the way through. Now that you that little two ounces of cure or whatever Sweet you cure. put in there, that that makes everything red all the way through. So yeah. your smoking process goes quicker. I think and that adds some flavor a, to it. Yep, yeah, and it's a matter of how much flavor you want. You know, some people want a little more smoke flavor, and and others don't. It's basically for me, it's more for the color. So I definitely have something about smoke. I got to ask you guys later in the show here, but um, Mama Joe says mixing with your hands is a good manicure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Troy, Troy wants to know if it's long cut or fine cut Copenhagen. <laughs> yeah, it was fine cut back then. <laughs> there you go. You just think it was pepper, right? Yeah, it was all fine cut back then. Uh, Gene Cox, you made it. Thanks, Gene. Appreciate that. Good, good to he's have you on the show. Too. And uh, he's a meat inspector. Yeah, he's a meat inspector, actually, I yep. think, right? Uh, that's what Scott, yep, Scott I believe so. The mayor so Doug, of uh, Dougie Wolf says, are mustard seeds for flavor, texture, or to tell if it's mixed properly? I, dad says there's no flavor in them. That's why he doesn't use them. I think it's just, it's, it's eye pleasing to see mustard seeds in there. I don't know if they really throw a flavor in or not. I don't have any issues with my teeth, so I don't get them stuck there. So I don't know. I mean, it'll definitely tell you if you've mixed it though. Like you said, that's probably a good point. What do you think? It really really doesn't matter. Uh, I've made uh, mustard seed without uh, t- uh, flavor-wise, and that Don't really no difference, no no difference. That's all would, people's preference. Yeah, I I think if somebody had it and they were a kid and they just maybe it reminds them of some. Because I I yeah. I I mean I I can take it with or without. I don't put it in mine, but if somebody gives me sausage or summer sausage and it's in there. Doesn't bother me. I, I I mean, if it tastes good, it tastes good to me. That slice of summer sausage looks really nice, though, when you see pepper and mustard seeds in there. <laughs> yeah, I it, I agree with that. It's it's, it's a selling point. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so Josh says, "Do you put? I got to go back up here. Do you put cute in bulk sausage? I don't know what cute is. Cure. I cure? think he means oh. cure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cure. I do. What do you What do you do? What's your? We do now. Yeah. We we found over the years that that's it's it obviously helps it keep a lot better too. You right. know, years ago we struggled with trying to get things to keep before we all had vacuum sealers yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. You know, I think we I remember sausage and water. We we did all kinds of things. You know, when my grandma, I remember you'd get it, you know, and then uh, she'd put it in like old bread bags, and then you'd wrap it in the white yep. butcher's paper. And they, now everybody's got a vacuum sealer, and yeah. I mean, that, but them things are great. I love that. Well, it was a you were talking about canned sausage on one of these things. I have an aunt that still does she can oh, sausage. Love it. And love it's it. it's good, you know, and that was just another way to keep things yep. keeping. What my folks did at home is uh they collected the uh 
the half gallon milk cartons. Yep. And they'd uh, put that sausage in there and fill it up with water, throw it in the freezer. And that would eat perfectly. They just like no and fish. It was nice, nice to stack. Just like what people do fish now, walleye fillets or northern or whatever, and just freeze them in when the When I was eggs. a kid, mom, my mom used to get on Tradio or whatever, and she'd be looking for milk cartons all the time when we were getting ready to butcher. Yeah. And we'd have these garbage bags full of milk cartons, and we had to wash them, <laughs> and that's how, we, that's how we kept the sauce. I got them in my garage, but they're usually for doing shooting videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll hit a few more comments here, guys, and we'll go to our first uh, commercial here. Uh, Mama Joe, uh, no, Joe, Julie Wanner Otto, I'm sorry. Uh, mustard seeds are great for texture. Doesn't add much flavor, though. Yeah, yeah. texture and, and, and appealing to your eye, I, I'd agree. Yeah, Josh did say that's Kier. You were right. Uh, Jason Simmerad, couple of pros you have right there. Making sausage in a couple weeks again, and we'll be making barley sausage again. Uncle Art's <laughs> recipe can't be beat. Yep, awesome. That's my cousin. They're over in yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Jason. That's awesome. We got Jason Olheiser said mustard seeds are a must. <laughs> My That's buddy, an individual preference, Jason. Yeah. Individual preference. Yeah. Josh likes canned sauce. He said really good. Rich Johner. Hey, Rich. How you doing, buddy? He said uh, we did the half gallon milk cartons when we were kids. Great memories. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you there. So let's. Uh, all right, guys. We're going to do our first. Commercial here. I'm gonna see what Clay's got these. We might have to just go a single and yeah, that's what we're gonna have to so we're gonna do we're gonna do two of them here. We'll do a double here right off the bat. So hang in there. We'll be right back here in about two minutes. Okay. Yep, my bad, my bad. I played the wrong one there. <laughs> Boy, sorry. <laughs> Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake make no mistake lower auto is your pro second amendment repair shop when you talk to the guys at lower auto don't forget to tell them that you heard they are sponsor of guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro second amendment pro north dakota live stream and podcast that's lower auto repair 701-258-6308 701-258-6308 located 309 south washington street in bismarck north dakota Discover the world of firearms at Bismarck's Double H Gun Shop. With a wide range of products from handguns to rifles, we cater to all your shooting needs. We are your local gun experts. Not only do we sell firearms, reloading supplies, targets, and whatever your heart desires, but we also have a ton of knowledge and answers. We shoot, we hunt, we compete, we reload. It's been the Howard's way since 1976, and we ain't fixing to change anything. Visit our website at hhgunshop.com to browse our inventory. Double H Gun Shop, Bismarck's best new and used firearms. Arm reloading supply, gunsmithing, and sporting goods store. Double H Guns. Double H Guns. 1021 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Call 701-223-4888. All right, everybody. We are back. And, of course, if you go do some business with our sponsors, make sure you tell them that you heard it on 
guns in the 701 or 701 nation you appreciate that they sponsor our podcast and live stream because it makes it a lot easier for us to do all right guys so i'm gonna just get caught up on some on some comments here again and then we'll uh, i got a few more questions so gene cox the word sausage is latin for what are we going to do with the stuff no one wants probably Oh, that's there's definitely some truth to that from way back when, I would guess. So, um, Troy Howard says, Lauer Auto Repair, great shop. I'd recommend them to anybody. Thanks, Troy. And in case you missed that on the Double H commercial, um, Troy was on there for a split second. So, <laughs> he's uh, he, he's famous on the commercial. So, yeah. all right, back to the my next question for you because I'm changing something this year. My friends just made uh. 600 pounds of sausage and i i commented that the casings were were a little different and i kind of liked them and they were collagen casings they said which which i got and i asked them if they had to smoke it longer or something with them and they said nope didn't have to get them wet nothing they loaded them right on the right on the barrel of the stuffer dry and, and shot them out and man i i I did end up ordering some through, through the person they got them from, and <clears throat> I'm looking forward to using them because those things were awesome. I don't know. What, what's your experience with those, Art? We use a lot of the, the intelligent casings. Uh, use them all the time uh, at, uh, at the workshop. They were, they were handy. Uh, there any negatives work, to them, you work think? Great. No, no, no problems with them. Yeah. That's, I, that's what they use for Slim Jims and things like, like that. Yep. I made them sticks once or twice, and I, I remembered, and I thought, man, this is great. I like, because, yeah, I, I usually get the guys stuck rinsing out the casings, and I everybody hated it, and I'm like, well, it's got to be done. Somebody's got to do it, so. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to we're gonna use those, and um, I'll, I'll have to tell everybody how it turned out, but but uh, my, my boss and his, and his brother, lifelong friends of mine as well, but they used them and got me, and those things were great. I'm looking forward to doing that and taking up some time. So, doing so, it at home, though, we're still using natural casings at home yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah? You know, okay. Other than for the, for the country-style sausage. Okay. You know, just just got to soak them a little bit and deal with the knots in them and whatever else you got to yeah. do. Yeah. So, when you do that, so, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Thing. Yeah, put it on the, on the spigot and then run the water through. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so how long, I know everybody says they keep long. How long do you think those keep like a year or two years? Like the natural casings, just put when the ones you don't use, do you soak them in salt and reseal them and put them in your freezer? Or what do you do with those? That's, that's, that's what I do. If we have some left over, yeah, put them in salt water, throw, they, them, throw them in the freezer. We haven't even covered them sometimes. They're just in a dish with the water in them. <laughs> really? And, okay. you, and you pull them out the next year and you soak them up again and wash the salt out and we did have uh, the one year we had some of them. They, they we had a few more burstings, you know, mm-hmm. just because you get a little pressure spike, you know. And we we bursted a few, but for the most part, we didn't have any issues. Some of them got a little brittle, but. So what did you think, Art, about the uh, the collagen ones for, for like bursts or tears or anything compared to the to the natural casings? Never had any problems with the with the collagen casings. Yep, yep, that's what these guys. They're told the me. they're the clear thing, uh, especially like uh, Slim Jims that are a small diameter. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. Yep, awesome. That's great. So now, if you're going to smoke it, like I said, we'll do it and then wait till the next day. Do you think it matters how long you let let your meat sit before you smoke it, or what? What was your uh, what was your deal on that? Uh, we uh, we can keep it. You can keep it overnight if you keep it cool, but uh, you don't really need to. 
once once it's stuffed, it can go in the, in the smoker almost immediately and and give it a few hours, and you're good. You're good to go. So a lot of people say, um, you know, put it in there, warm your smoker up, warm the meat up first, and then smoke it. What's your what do you? Cause I I never do. I put it in there and start getting the smoke going right away, and I don't. I can't tell the difference. No, no, we we never we never worried about preheating or anything like like that. Mm-hmm. That's what you do is a couple hours of smoke on yours. That's what I do with the cold smoke now. I usually do two between two and four is what I do depending on. You know, hey, you got a thumbs up for that, Brian. <laughs> depends what kind of flavor you you want in that. Uh, uh, a minimum uh, minimum to me would be at least two hours. Yeah, maximum I'm, would be uh, would be about five. You know, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely a two hour smoke guy in my smoker. I think. Are you are you smoking with heat, Jamie? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. See, our our old smokehouse is actually it's kind of unique. So the, the firebox is down the hill, actually, and then it's piped up to where it's only smoke that goes up into the smokehouse itself. So oh, it's yeah, a real small fire. Up. Yep. So it's a real small fire, and then it's got a chimney on the top and one on the side. My grandpa actually built it, and it's got one on the side between him and my Uncle Victor, anyways. There's, there's a the lot wind, of them. Just like a chimney, it's blowing, it's pulling that smoke through there. Yeah. It'll, it'll smoke like crazy, but yeah. no heat, you know. Yeah, I notice a lot of people are kind of going to that smoke box. You know, you can buy them. A friend of mine bought like a little. It's just like a little capsule. It's about like this, actually, like my lower tumbler here. And I, I think there's a little heat on the bottom, and he put the. He, I was like, "There's no way that's going to work," and it yeah. did. He brought his sausage, and he said it worked great. And yeah. actually, just yeah. used the pellets in there. And um, did you use pellets art or did you use like just real wood that you cut up or you bought like big wood chips from somebody or how'd you do uh, that? Smoke? At the shop, we use, uh, we use the, uh, the wood chips. You like the, the apple flavor, uh, yep. hickory, uh, you know, so a lot of the fruit flavors are, are real good in, uh, yep. in sausage. Yep. See, I buy the apple and what my dad does and, and my uncle on the farm, I think they just go around and get the, you know, the choke cherries. Yeah, we used to do that a lot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's man, that works. I I actually used um, ash before too, which worked pretty good too. It's not as good as the as, as like you say the cherry cherry wood is, but it yep. it's, that'll it's work uh, for the people out there that are that are doing it at, at home. One thing that you want to avoid is don't stick in anything that's got some paint on it. Yeah, we had a mess and, with that. <laughs> avoid uh, particle board type things. Uh, yeah, glue in them yeah, or so no, on. No paint, no glue. Don't do any of that stuff. That, that'll ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, when you when you did it, did you did you soak your wood chips too, or just put them in dry? Because in my in my smoke pan, I just put them in dry actually, and I. I get the hand torch, I get them going and I put a cover over that and kind of snuff the fire out and that, and it, you know, cause a lot of people, yeah, you got to get them wet and then let it smolder. And I'm, and my one buddy, yeah. yeah, Marty Beard told me, he's like, you're just making it take longer. He goes, just light yeah. them up. <laughs> yeah. I actually, now in the cold smoker, I use the pallets. So I start a real small fire there and it's usually a hot fire. I'll take a, I'll take a, like a wood pallet, the shipping pallet, and I'll cut the squares out of them. So I've got a little box in there. And I'll get a little fire started in there with twigs, and then I douse it with the chip with the uh, wood pellets. And I'll usually use the like a competition blend or whatever that's got okay. some apple in it, some cherry, you know. And then those are hardwood pellets. Yeah. And then that smolders that fire out. And then about the time they start on fire again, I need to add a little bit more, and it smolders that fire, and it just keeps that smoke rolling. Perfect. 
Perfect. All right, I got a few comments here we're going to catch up on. So let's see. Okay, we'll get. To, we'll get I'm going to ask you this, and we'll get to it after I read it. But uh, Doug said blood sausage recipe, so we'll we'll definitely get to that one. Troy said. <laughs> Troy Howard said I used uh, for the first time a few weeks ago, and they were great. I think he's referring to the collagen casings, actually. Uh, Julie Warner Auto. Audrey's watching on her TV from Kenai AK. But yeah. cannot comment, but yeah. she's watching. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I, I love it, man. That's, that is awesome. Hey, everybody's everywhere, right? And we're all together in one place anyways, talking about right. sausage. That's great. I like a lot of the stuff from the good new times. I like the good old days, too, but a lot of the good new day stuff. So Gene Cox, he said, I'm here late, but where is the meat shop located? So it's in Dickinson, guys, but I'm not familiar with with Dickinson too much. I usually just drove through there on the way to, to skiing or Medora. So I so can the, tell everybody where it's at. The middle exit of Dickinson is 61. If you take exit 61, you go north, just right there, half a block and take that first right. And you'll okay. go right down past Simonson's and Arby's and it's right in behind there. You'll right, see well, actually, you can see the sign from the interstate. I, yep. I, I do know where that is actually. Cause my kids played some sports there too, actually. So I wasn't, I mean, I like Dickinson. I got none. I think Dickinson's a great town. Don't get me wrong, but all right. Jordan Warner says, I remember grandpa giving me some slim gyms when I was younger. So good. Exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> Jody Sackman, we used cedar logs when we were young. Actually, Marty Beard told me that too, that he does that cedar and diamond willow. I've never done that, but, um, Hey, those old, those old triangle fence posts. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's yep. exactly right, Brian. Because, because I mean, they use them, right? Because the bugs wouldn't wouldn't eat them up. Right? Yep. And yep. They and they're always for... dry. Yeah. Of course, they're yeah. a little aromatic too when it goes. So that's always good. Right. Right. So when you take out um, when you take out your sausage out of the smoker, how long do you let it cool? Do you, do you let it sit there for an hour, cold weather? You know, or, or, or what do you do? Do you immediately package it up? I just, I got a big table and we take it out of my smoker and we just, we lay everything out on the table on some cardboard and come out and kind of feel it until it was, you know, until it gets pretty, fairly, almost cold, really. At, uh, just so it's, just so it's cool. You don't want to, you don't want to pack it when, it, when yeah. it's warm yet. Uh, yep. Make sure it's cool. That's I don't want to go down a different trail, but real quick, Art, if you're making summer sausage, do you drop that in a big water tub? Because a lot of people told me to do that when you when you smoke it, so the so the stop it from cooking. Okay, you, you want to stop it from cooking because when you're you know you're going to your 151 degrees or whatever in the center, right? So once you get to that point, you got to stop it from cooking. So a water bath stops that. Okay. One, you don't want to keep going. Your fat start breaking down and your sausage dries out. Okay. Hey, it's good to know. I didn't know. That. I mean, I did. When I did make summer sauce, I did put it in the big tubs, and, yeah, everything seemed to work good. Uh, Lynette Case is totally Dickinson. I was born there. <laughs> That's what everybody we'll called it. Thumbs up. <laughs> everybody, everybody in uh, Halliday calls it that, Dickinson or Dickieville. A lot of people yep. call it Dickieville, too. So I actually lived there when I was, I mean, I, I don't remember with my mom when, when I was very young, but, um, you know, that was anyway. Uh, so we're getting, <laughs> so we're getting into, we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but, but storing it, you guys are all about using, uh, using the vacuum sealers now, or do you still kind of do it the old way? Like you said, you store it in the ice. Is that in the cartons? That's your main deal. Or do you use the vacuum sealers as well? We vacuum seal. Most of the now. time now <laughs> we vacuum seal. It, it extends the lifespan. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, 
I, I, I agree. Gene Cox says, do you guys make a ring bologna or Polish sausage? We, I did at the shop. Absolutely. Made, made ring bologna. Yep. We Our actually recipe. make an old family recipe bologna in a, in a three inch summer sausage case. That's Perfect. a, he never even sold that at the shop. That, that, that's our deal. We always That's have. some good sandwich making <laughs> right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I cook my, my, my sausage up the ring, you know, deer sausage, whatever you want to call it. I, I personally think it always tastes better to boil it. Um, I mean, what's your guys's, how do you guys like to prepare your sausage? I, Cause I love boiling. That's my main way to do it. I love it that way the best. I don't actually boil it. It's actually just cooked more in hot water. I don't, okay. I, I leave the heat real low and I'll, I'll go for about 20 minutes, a half hour on it. And then that, that's how I like to eat it. It's the juicy. Okay. Okay. Is that what you do, Art? How do you like to make yours? Yes, you can, uh, if you get the water to, it's just about boiling 13 minutes and it should, it should be ready to go. Okay. But maybe I've been overcooking mine and I, as I want, you know, get that sucker boiling there and, you know, I yeah, got to flip yeah. it over. And... Yeah. By 13 minutes or so, it's, it's pretty well done. You know what? I've also, maybe you guys notice this too. If I make it, I like to turn it off and then just kind of let it sit in that water for about 10, 15 more minutes. I yeah. think it tastes better when you do that. Yeah. We, maybe, we, yeah, yeah. we, we do that too. You yeah. guys do that too. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's that's yeah i mean i i like like we were talking about canning i definitely like that when, when my grandma was alive and i'd bring some up to her and her friends they always liked it um they always said you know because you know they had dentures or whatever they said they could chew it up really easy <laughs> well, i hadn't had it for quite a few years and two or three years ago my uncle came over and butchered with us when we were butchering and then and then my aunt always put it up that way and i hadn't had it like that since i was a kid when she made it and he brought yeah. a jar over and it was it takes you back to your childhood. <laughs> so do you guys leave some out for just like, I don't know, what do you call it, patty sausage or fry sausage? You like to do that too? It tastes just as good, you think? Um, you know, use your recipe, you stuff it with, or do you got a different uh, spice you put in there when you just make the, like the, whatever, Jimmy Dean style? Same spice. <laughs> yeah. that, that goes all the way back. Uh, I remember my dad making sausage at, at home. And my dad, for some reason, was the designated uh, taster. And we usually had about uh, three, four, three, four uncles that got together, <laughs> and that's that's what we made sausage. And my dad was the only one that seasoned it. And so he was the taster, and then he'd make a little patty, and we'd uh, run it up and throw it in the pan and taste it, and then decide if it needed a little more salt or whatever, uh, whatever it it did. And and that's the way we all, we always did it. So. Yeah, uh, it's always nice to to do that. It brings back memories more than anything. But oh, a little yeah. sausage now. First thing we do is make a little patty and see what it tastes like. Well, <laughs> yeah. usually if we got some frying up by the time the kids get home from school and are in the garage, yeah. and then then oh man, they take it and they come back down. Can you fry some more up? Can you fry some more yeah. up? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started taking a lot now, and uh, instead of stuffing it into casings, we, we'll we'll just hand patty little patties and put them two packages into a or two of them into a package and vacuum seal them that way in a small yep. bag. Uh, Dad and Char, they, they like them that way because it's a lot smaller. You know, they're not, they're yep. not feeding a whole crew anymore. So they got right. two patties in there and a way to go, you know. That's handy. Yeah. Uh, very handy to do that. And vacuum seal, they, they keep forever. I mean, a year yep. or more down the road and they're still 
just as good as uh, as fresh. Yeah. See, and all the patty stuff, <clears throat> I I I actually I can either fry that or grill it to me, and that tastes just as good either oh, yeah. way on that one. So. Yep. But all right, we got uh, my uncle Dean here. He said Capital City Restaurant Supply in Bismarck has the collagen casings. All right, awesome. That's, hey, I I didn't know that. I was up there today though, and and patronized Capital City. I've seen the big, huge American flag flying up above it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Gene Cox, a good sausage kitchen has an electric skillet in the corner. It's a rule. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> that is true. That is true, Gene. All right, so. We're at 740 here, guys. We're gonna do we're gonna do another commercial break here. This works. This is uh we're gonna do a single on this one. So it's about a minute, and then we'll we'll be back here in short order. I'll make sure I hit the right one this time. So <laughs> Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto. Don't forget to tell them that you heard they are a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Right on. And like I said, make sure you, uh, if you patronize our sponsor, do some business with them. Thank them for sponsoring the show because uh, we appreciate our sponsors. And we're, hey, we're always looking for more. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Wolf, thanks, Troy. He's responding to Troy saying he Doug's, a, Doug's got a great shop there, him and the guys. And then Doug is, he's a, he's a great mechanic. Does a lot of work for me and um, everything's always been good. So. Travis George, Lauer Auto Repair, no BS shop. Doug's a great guy. Patronize him in the last few days and will again soon. Appreciate that, Trav. Travis, a uh, good friend of mine, owns D&J Equipment, puts in lifts and uh, air compressors and whatnot. You know, uh, 701 Nation could definitely use a sponsor like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Trav. Just, Trav will be up next Friday, next Friday making sausage with us too. So, All right, guys, so. Um, I was thinking about that. Do you guys, when you made sausage art, did uh, people like the cheese in there or not? Because to me, that's kind of a 50-50 thing. I, I definitely prefer it without, and some people actually just hate it with cheese in there. So what what do you ever come across um, with we people with uh, cheese? In country style, we didn't, uh, we didn't put cheese in. Uh, that went into uh, Slim Jims or something like like that there, or brats, or they, they would prefer some of that, but... Yep. Yeah, country, country style, we really didn't put anything in, and uh, summer sausage as well. Cheese didn't, wasn't a real good, yeah, good thing in uh, in, in summer sausage either. I agree, I've tried that in, in uh, summer sausage, and uh, you know, some friends of mine make it, and I, it, it's good, but yeah, it's without it in, it's, it's really good. That's right. But, yeah, I don't know. It did, did. I just maybe the texture of it I don't like. Even when you when you cook it with cheese, and it almost like it, it leaves space in there when you cut it. And it's I like everything packed in there, real yeah. good. So, 
Well, that's that's half the battle is making sure your casings are tight because that, that yeah. makes it keep it yeah. makes it cook better it, it makes the flavor what it needs to be that's so when so when important. people get that a, a, a gal of, i'm friends with her husband and they just made sausage and she, that happened they had like the the air pot it wasn't packed in there real good and i mean what what what, what makes that happen you just get a space in your stuffer and you're you're not holding your uh was that in summer sausage or no? I was just it was a real. I always say ring sausage. Yeah, country style. But, but it's the same thing. You just you get an air pocket when you're stuffing either through if they're stuffing through a grinder or in your stuffer. You get a void in there. Mm-hmm. Well, then it comes into the casing and that void just stays there all the way through. I mean that that is where your your water plays a factor. Yeah, just that little bit. If you don't have the right mixture for water, yeah, it's going to. And that's what happened to me. I think I got pissed because it wasn't stuff and it was too dry. And then I overdid it with the water yep. and I was like, yeah, now we're good. Then it went the other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah you know, over. Sometimes too, a lot of people will tie that end on their, on their casing when they started on the sausage and sometimes, or started on the, the cone for stuffing. Yep. And sometimes if you just pinch that with your finger and leave that open, then a lot of that air can kind of work its way through with the water will carry it through. If you tie it, you got everything locked in there, you know. It's I, I like to tie them better when they're done, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you there. So we got uh, Doug Wolf said thanks, Travis. Um, Travis said you ever tried dehydrated potatoes? Because Travis and I have actually done hash brown sausage with that in there, and people seem to love that. I just buy the de- we bought the dehydrated ones. I guess we don't have a specific amount we you put guys in there. Never made that, did no. you? I've had it. They never made it up at the shop, but I—it's really good stuff. I, 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 I like it in the sausage. I know I worked with the guy, and then he'd come. He was from Green River, I think, and then he'd uh, he'd bring back um, potato. I thought he called it potato sausage from there, and it was it was really yep. good. I, but I mean, is there is that like actual cubes of potatoes in there? I guess I can't really remember. It was just it was good. I know that. I think it is those yeah. dehydrated ones. And then basically okay. when you boil your sausage, it kind of cooks everything up. You know? How about the sauerkraut sausage? I'm a huge fan of the sauerkraut sausage. I like that. that. Did you make that, Art? I liked it when you made it. At, we never made it at home, but they made it at the shop. I do, or in brats especially. Yeah, brats, yeah. So when you made it, did you drain the juice out of the kraut, or did you or did you put the juice with the kraut in the sausage and then not use that's, as much That's water? pretty well drained. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's what I found, you know, some guy, guy at work made some and we kind of figured out with each other that draining that is, is the way to go. And that's of, the way to go. Cause I put the juice in it one time and it, it almost, it was, t- I love sauerkraut, but it was almost too overpowered. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there my uncle says right there, I have to hit up uh capital city restaurant supply for absolutely for a sponsorship. Doug Wolf wants to know, does cheesy sausage take longer to smoke? I've never smoked it. We've never made it at home, so I don't know. Every time I've ever smoked it, it, it I just did it the same, and it seemed yeah, it okay. isn't, and nothing really there. It's okay. It's high temp, so it shouldn't really change anything as far as that goes because it's not really going to take the heat. It's more of a void in sausage. Than but I would say this: if you're using cheese, it definitely seems to add a little more salt flavor so if you're going to add your own salt be careful with in my opinion be careful with that because it will yeah. get a little salty on you if you i i agree with that yep cheese yep. yep. is by by nature salty. At, at the shop we used we used a high temp cheese mm-hmm. that we yep. had, we bought spe- uh, specifically for that purpose yeah so it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't uh, run yeah, right yeah when you get her 
Yeah, there you go, Kathleen Weber here from Florida. Oh, thanks, That's Kathleen. My hey, <laughs> great, thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you clicking in. Brown and George, got to go, guys. Have a good night, you too, Brandon. Thanks for thanks for clicking in, buddy. Gene Cox, an old Cherman sausage guy here, told me to put water in the mix makes it softer to the bite. So what he's saying is put dump your spices in your water and mix it up, kind of like you were saying to do with the. Garlic is that what he's saying here? I think we never we never put water in uh, into the uh, the seasonings. No. We, so you season the meat and the water. The they it were was separate. garlic water. That's that's all we we use. Okay, because I I do I gotta admit I not for any reason I guess because it says it on the bag to mix it. But yeah, before I before I use the premix, I would actually put it in and then the water separate with yeah. you know, with the so yeah I maybe. Yeah, maybe that is the way to go. Um, Julie Warner Auto, gotta have sauerkraut with sausage. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> On the side, she says. <laughs> I like it in there. I like it in there. Uh, my buddy uh, Tyson Schwab, the first guy that was on 701 Nation, he said, great episode tonight, guys. Butchering in the morning. He has, he's, he's got, uh, he showed me, sent me a picture tonight. He's got the Tika. You're going to go take out the. I don't know what, what he's, he's killing a steer probably, I guess, but I know yeah. he, they always get a big one going there. So they're going to do that. And he says he's going to be butchering for the next two, three days. Um, Gene, no, add water to the sausage. All right, Gene, that's pretty yeah. much what we were saying guys, right? Put the yeah. spice in and then add the water. So yeah, yeah for sure. For the sure. Garlic water. That's how we do it. Yeah. So I know you don't want to give your recipe all, but just some people <laughs> overdo it with the garlic. I'm just curious. Let's just say you're making 25 pounds. How much garlic, like how many bulbs would you put in there? That was uh, kind of individual preference. Uh, I uh, we kind of weighed it out on the scale at the, when I did it at the shop. We used a couple ounces okay. of garlic per one hundred pounds. I think my dad actually weighs his too, and not and not uh, like I use a measuring cup. Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong, right? I'm not. I should weigh it instead of instead of putting it in the cup and then shaking it around and settling it, and it's more than you know. Either yeah, way, at, yeah, at, at at home. Uh, we just threw, uh, my handful. mother threw a handful <laughs> into a quart jar and uh, put water in and let it sit for the for the day until we were ready to use it. And then uh, then we used it. Yeah. But, uh, but it, uh, we found uh, using, a, using a blender is a perfect solution. You get that a lot more flavor can, out of it. You can control the water, you blend it up, uh, and then just drain the, the settlings out. And uh, all the water goes in and you've got, you've got the right amount. I know a lot of people say you, you got to use like bottled water or something like that instead of tap water, but I, I've never noticed a difference. I no, just think, no. We used to do it with well water, and that was brown. Nobody ever knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get out on the old pump, and the rust is coming out of there. And yeah, <laughs> man, I wonder how many people actually have done that in their life, right? There's a few of us left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know we had it on the farm, and then my grandparents had a cabin up north of holiday there and there was a few of them out there i remember ting ting and then you hear <laughs> here it comes get ready yep. <laughs> that first shot was all dirty and yeah man that's in uh had an artesian well that's still out there on the farm actually yep. my uncle's place now yeah they got there to just go right up there and drink out of that sucker like a like a deer going up and drinking out of you know and that's that's the thing i mean yeah the whole episode is about uh you know a, a new style of butchering you know how we do things now you know but the I, I guess I can sit back and I can think most of the memories I have as a kid of my grandfather is when we're butchering. 
you know, they, they, that's that that's those are the ones that stick out, you know. And now yeah. it's uh, families don't get together like that anymore. But I, it's nice to hear there's so many people. You're making sausage. We're going to be doing sausage on the 24th, you know. Uh, yeah. Tristan's making sausage. You know, I, it's it's nice to hear there's people that are still. It's it nothing else. It's just a community doing something that you get together. You knock a few beers back. You you know you. It, it's just a good time. It's a community thing that nobody does anymore. Way right. back when our relatives were doing it, that was the social event of the year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And and I know I know. Uh, you know my my oldest is she's not into it like my youngest one, but she'll help package it up. But my youngest, she can't she can't wait to get off of school. I always I usually take her out of school, but now she's in volleyball, and they said if you miss school you can't play you can't that play. saturday so yeah so <laughs> yeah but she's she's jacked up about getting home and she wants to get right in there and, and do everything you know she told me before dad you got to teach me how to do all this so i know how and i said well, i'm gonna teach you how to smoke this time around too so yeah gene says you can't overdo the garlic yeah i love garlic gene but the thing about it you get too much garlic man them burps all day they'll, they'll kill you with it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree with Gene. I like the garlic. You can't overdo pepper. People have always thought, oh, pepper, you put too much. I, I don't know if you can do overdo pepper. Right. I, I garlic agree with and you. salt, you can get it too much to where people just don't. I may not mind it, but other people eat it. And just like you said, you start belching garlic all day. Next so, thing you know. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people say, too, is that, you know, once you once you freeze your sausage and put it in, that salt will get in and it'll be saltier after you if you take it out. So, I mean, have you ever noticed that to be true or not? I guess I've, I'm kind of eh, on do, it. You do notice a little more flavor though from the patty you fried until you take one out of the freezer. Yeah. You do, you do get a yeah. little bit of a difference, and it probably is the salt that that you know oozes and sets. However, it needs to do it. But. Yep. <laughs> Gene says he's never been attacked by a vampire. So, <laughs> good point, Gene. Good point. Doug, Doug says, uh, how many beers are too many for making sausage? Now, I was going to ask Brian. He said, get together and have a few beers. I was going to say, man, if I now, can keep it to a few, I'm doing real good. I can tell you from experience when I was a kid, we had some sausage that would taste really good. And then we had some that was a little rough. So I think there is a fine line there. <laughs> that was after too many beers? Yeah. Yeah. yeah when, I'm, when I'm mixed and I make it a point that I don't, I give myself like a two beer limit yeah. until once it's mixed, I'm like, all right, now I can have a few more because I, it definitely affects your taste buds. There's no doubt oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, sure. Ma Mama Joe said never enough pepper. Yeah. That's how okay. it got. My grandpa, uh, that was always, like he said, he was the tester, you know. And he'd stick his finger in that raw meat, you know, and it was always the same. It needs more pepper. It needs yeah. more pepper. Usually, <laughs> I mean, I'm to the point now when I I do add a little extra pepper to the to the premix I got, but usually just by, I've made it so much that I look at it and just by looking, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely enough pepper in there. Yeah. Like yeah. you get your your hands in there and look, and you're like, all right, it looks good. But I mean, obviously you fry it up anyways, just because you know, you, even if you think it's good, you got to eat some. So. And that's all part of the rodeo. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, Tyson Schwab says, "I'm a big sauerkraut guy, also." My grandma Stefan had the best recipe. I can't even get close to how good hers was, and I have a recipe. <laughs> That's a hundred percent right, Tyson. My grandma Breck made it too, and I love that stuff. And and uh, my mom had some from her sister in law or something a few years back, and she gave me I think three quarts of it. And we were gonna, and my dad was here making it with us too. And I opened two of them, put it in there. We kind of looked at each other, and we're like, "Yeah, this one ain't going in. There. We're just gonna eat this one." <laughs> 
<laughs> and that was the best. If, if somebody can make homemade sauerkraut, oh man, that is that stuff. It's actually good for you too. You know, it's, you know, and it's crazy because there again, it's just pressure and salt, right? They, yeah. they, there's nothing to it. I don't know if the flavor came out of the crock or the barrel that they used. If it was the rock they put on top of the board that kept the pressure on, I don't know what it was. I think you're right. <laughs> like, like, um, do you, so you guys believe in the theory that your, your smoker gets seasoned up over time? Oh, yeah. I, I'm definitely in on that too. Yep. 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 I agree with that. Especially that old cold smoker. That's it's, it's getting to where it's starting to fall apart, but yeah. all that. We said it's an outhouse, right? Yeah. An old outhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty my... <laughs> much what it looks like, but yeah. that's yeah, that's exactly it. But that I know that wood um, is so black inside, that, yep, that flavor is coming. I, I believe that 100%. I know my uncle Dean's his is uh, his is the old outhouse, and my dad had one too, and now he just turned his in. And yeah, man, it, I'll tell you what, the sausage he gave me, he made it's um, I don't know if that thing even needs much seasoning because that stuff was delicious, so yeah. It, uh, yeah, I got, uh, I had, uh, I made a f- one out of a fridge of an old garage fridge I had. And, um, yeah, I sold that to a buddy of mine at work who was far more handy than me. And he improved it a lot, <laughs> which I was like, God, I'd have kept it if it was going to be that nice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I was going to build one and I ended up buying a bigger one from a guy who just went to straight electric. And I did do a few improvements on that. And, 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 and it, uh, yeah, I, I I love that thing, and uh, I think you know it's, I did a little work to it again this summer, but uh, it should last me a couple more years before I gotta tackle the whole thing about making. But I think I'm gonna stick with the wood, and unless my neighbor, he, you know, he's a heating air guy, and he's gonna keep his eye open for one of these big, huge uh, freezers, you know, the walk-ins. He, yeah, and then because uh, he's got a few of them for some other guys, and they made them. Man, them them things are just so handy, and you can put so much. I don't like. I can fit. Um, if I wanted to, I could put like 90 pounds in mine, but I think if I go 50 to 60 pounds, that smoke is way better in there than when, if I just shove it, right. Cause I think that, totally that smoke cool. has yeah. worked around. It's got to be able to get all the way around it. Yeah. So if it touches at all, you don't, you don't get smoke to that. Yeah, I always call it zombie meat because then they're like on the inside, they're just yep. getting you flip it over and it's all white and the outside's got yep. that nice smoke. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, all right, my Uncle Dean here, he says, uh, Grandma Lindemann said, when you see the pepper on your hands when mixing it, you have enough. Yeah, that's exactly the that's exactly the theory I use right there. Hmm. Yep. And Gene Cox says, I like an, uns- an unsmoked cured sausage smothered in kraut. Good stuff. So how much, Art, um, what was your, do you think you sold more of the uncured sausage, the unsmoked, I mean, or the smoked? What did people like better? Smoked by far. And this, I've always wondered this question too. I, I'm, um, so like I go now and I buy, let's just say I go buy meat from West Dakota or, or Butcher Block or whatever. To me, there is never, ever enough smoke on it. And it never seems to taste as good as, as homemade smoke. I mean, did you at your place purposely not smoke it as much because more people would like it? Or did you just say, this is how I like it and this is how the smoke I'm putting on? And if you don't like it, don't buy it. <laughs> we, uh, it was uh, considered a light smoke. That's, that's all we went with. If, if you smoked it real heavy, the casings tend to get a little tougher. Yep. And that's, that's where you get your complaints from. Okay. So, so yeah, we'll just that. snap so like that a, when you. Just a light smoke is is adequate. Because I, I think too. I mean, yes, I like a, a heavier smoke, but I mean, somebody who likes a heavier smoke like me will probably eat something with a light smoke, or somebody who likes a lighter smoke would not eat heavier smoke meat. Probably right? Am I right? They'll fight. The, they'll fight the texture or whatever. Yeah, 
Yeah. So you did that the college and casings too, would they do that to you, Art? Would they get tough like that too, or, or did they or did they not? College and casings, we didn't notice that. We didn't okay. notice that. But uh, that's when uh, we put that to use it primarily in slim gins. And that that had to be cooked. And so as a slim gym, it's it's already chewy, so you, you don't notice uh, if they're a little tougher or not. So how long did you have to, how long and what temperature did you smoke the Slim Jims out then? You had to get it up to uh, the, the country style. We'd get it up to about 130 degrees. Okay. The, the others, the, the Slim Jims, they'd get to about 150. Summer sausage, we'd get about 150, 152 right in there to, to get the meat. <coughs> Was that the out the with the thermostat on the smoker set, or did you have the one that actually went in the meat? This no, we had a we had a thermostatically controlled a temperature okay. control. What what was your smoker like? Was it a metal one or wood, or did you have like an like I know some I've seen like um, semi trailers people would seal up and uh, at that the shop, of course we we had we had a big one. That was uh, how I many? Could, could, I could how put many? In, I, I could put in five hundred pounds of country style easily into that, or five hundred pounds. <laughs> That's crazy. And get it done. But it all it was the same width as the racks. So yep. the racks were on wheels and they would roll right into the okay. rack. So you didn't have to in. handle it over and over and over. So when you did when you do summer sausage, did you do you have to flip it or you just leave it flat or how did you how did you do that? Which way did you hang it? Hang it. Just just hang it. Hang it on the rack and uh, wheel the whole rack in. And the uh, we had regular uh, hooks devised. That we we put on that kept them separated. That was the key, so they weren't touching. Awesome, yeah. That's uh, I know my neighbor bent me a whole bunch of hangers for mine. I'd yeah. be nice if I had that wheel in and out thing. That'd be <laughs> oh, yeah. that'd be pretty handy. So Travis has got a question here for you. He said, "How long for the light smoke on CS sausage and to what temp?" Country style. Country style, yeah. At, at the shop, we, we, we got it to about 130, 132. And uh, ours went for about two and a half hours. Okay. So how much, yeah, I guess you could, like your wood, I mean, how big of a, how did you do that in that anyways, in a big one like that? Where would you put your wood? Was it was it air inducted or did you have a big smoke pan in the middle? There was what? a separate uh, burner box on the side. We'd, we'd fill that with the, the, the uh, sawdust and uh, that had a burner generate okay. the smoke in, into the smoker it was an it was an awful lot like an oversized pellet grill but it but it used those chips yeah because mm -hmm. that's that was all there was a fan in it too that would yep. that would blow that smoke and yep. keep your fire going yep yep yeah i know when i when i get mine going hey vance bishop hello from vegas boys hey vance how you doing I, he's vance, at the super bowl <laughs> yeah he's gonna be running uh i think vance is gonna be running the camera down there in the, at the mm. super bowl so yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for checking in, Vance. That's awesome, man. But um, yeah, I I always do when I get my smoke going. I I usually get a bag of like the really fine cut applewood, and then I put the bigger chips on top to really get. I don't even I I don't even think the <laughs> the temperature gauge on the outside of mine even works anymore. So I I basically just kind of look at my my chimney on there when the smoke starts rolling. How I know, yeah, and I'm yeah. like that's that's good right there. We're gonna be. You know, I got my thing, little marks on my propane tank, and I'll set it, turn it down, and two hours later, we'll pull it out. And man, it's been it's been working good for us. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, real happy yeah, with it. Yeah. It doesn't take much smoke. Yeah, and, you know, when we can smoke longer, like I said, when we do it at home because it's cold smoking. 
yeah. there you're just putting smoking. You're not you're not cooking the meat, you know. So so I know some guys have smoked some cheese, and uh, they've been telling me about these um, smoke tubes. You guys ever heard of those things? I've got one actually. I've used it on my uh, pallet grill, where you put your pallets inside of it, and then you light it up with a yeah butane torch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's basically just it'll sit there and smolder in that tube. And I haven't smoked any cheese, but I've actually loaded that up and thrown it in when I do my summer sausage just to try to get a little more smoke in there. But that's what it's for is for smoking cheese. I mean, it works good, though, for smoking cheese. You tried it for that, too? I haven't I haven't smoked cheese myself, but that's what it's designed for. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm definitely going to try that. Sold them. Yep. I love that. Yeah. And I get my neighbor gives me some and he's a smoked cheese and salmon master. And boy, it doesn't last long when he gives us a, I, I forget. We did smoke cheese one time. We smoked some, uh, I think it was just Kojak cheese, Kobe Jack cheese. And we just smoked, we smoked some slices just to play around with it. And yeah, you, you really get a smoke flavor to that cheese really quick. And there's no heat to it, you know, because Obviously, that doesn't go well with cheese. But. Yeah, yeah. Troy just bought, like, the, the, the cube stuff, right? Like, you yep. buy them little packs of it and cut them open, and, yeah, and then you just reseal them, and, oh, yep. man, it, yeah, once that's open, it doesn't, I mean, it's over. The whole thing's getting yeah. eaten pretty much, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to do one more commercial, guys, and we're going to come back, and we'll, you know, we'll do a little chat, and we'll probably close it out here. It's, it always seems good yeah. to keep it under. I like to keep it under uh, an hour and a half because it seems like once you get to about an hour and 15, people are like, yeah, I've had enough of you jokers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we'll do, we'll do a double out here, guys, a couple minutes, and we'll come we'll be right back here. Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake make no mistake lower auto is your pro second amendment repair shop when you talk to the guys at lower auto don't forget to tell them that you heard they are sponsor of guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro second amendment pro north dakota live stream and podcast that's lower auto repair 701-258-6308 701-258-6308 located 309 south washington street in bismarck north dakota fishing. Discover the world of firearms at Bismarck's Double H Gun Shop. With a wide range of products from handguns to rifles, we cater to all your shooting needs. We are your local gun experts. Not only do we sell firearms, reloading supplies, targets, and whatever your heart desires, but we also have a ton of knowledge and answers. We shoot, we hunt, we compete, we reload. It's been the Howard's way since 1976, and we ain't fixing to change anything. Visit our website at hhgunshop.com to browse our inventory. Double H Gun Shop, Bismarck's best new and used firearm reloading supply, gunsmithing, and sporting goods store. Double H Guns. Double H Guns. 1021 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Call 701-223-4888. Right on. And, uh, you know, if anybody's listening, don't think we knew what we were talking about here tonight. You know what you are? A nasty person. <laughs> it kind of broke up on me. Yeah, you cut out a little bit. All right, we're going to try it again. If you don't think we know what we're talking about sausage, you know what you are? Nasty person. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That's awesome, man. And, uh, hey, guys, it's been been great talking to you. Tonight. This is real fun. I, I enjoyed the heck out of this. Uh, we had some good good people watching tonight, good questions. Uh, for a Friday night, hey, like I said, um, people our age, what else are we going to do, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So anything else you guys want to you want to add here? You got anything else you want to hit on before we, before we close her out here? If I could. Uh... Yeah, go for it. Just give a, a bit of advice to all the sausage makers out there. Get your kids involved in learning how to do this. Uh, all the years I had to shop, the one single thing that kept coming up, these people came in, my folks used to do that, but I don't know how to do that anymore. I never paid attention. Yep. So get your kids involved to learn how to do this. This is a, it's a lifelong skill. It's a, it's something that will bring the family together. It's worth learning how to do it. Yep, yep. It's a lot of work, but um, I mean, if there's anything that truly is a labor of love, and in my opinion, it is, it is getting together with your family and friends, and, exactly, and making sausage and doing. It. I mean, it's, it, it's fun. I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's, it's, and I mean, you make delicious food. I mean, it's, you know, and. Yep. You can share it with your friends, um, you know, and they love it. Like I said, people <laughs> usually give them some. Then they're like, hey, would you make mine? And you're like, ah, <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, you want to come and get some next year and, you know, make yourself 20 pounds and we do it. Go for it. But it, it is. That, all the guys that borrow land to hunt on, it's a pretty nice sediment if you take some sausage out to somebody you yeah. hunted on their property. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% whether they make their own or not. And I tell you what, our, our neighbor guy, we lost a deer this year, but we went over and his land wasn't posted. But we went and talked to him. And uh, when we get done making it, we're just going to take him some over and say, hey, man, I, we know your land wasn't posted, but we just yep. appreciate you saying, good, you know, yep. get in there and have a look around and, you know. It, uh, it's just, it's just a nice thing to do. It's just, it's being, uh, you know, if they're nice to you, be nice to them and, right. and uh, give them, give them some good, give them something good to eat. There's nothing better than, uh, filling somebody's stomach with some good food, whether it's exactly. a man or a woman, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest way to somebody's heart is through their mouth, isn't that? The- <laughs> <laughs> it's stomach. worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. <laughs> You guys got anything else to add? I'll do a little little PR work for the boys here before we go. But uh, every Wednesday night, six Mountain, seven Central, Clay Vance and uh, Mikey D are doing Guns in the Seven Hundred One. And usually, usually I do my show um, Thursday night. But like I said, we tried it Friday night tonight. Worked real good. Maybe it's because you guys know a whole bunch of people, Brian, and that's why we had a good <laughs> bunch of viewers. But might have had something to do with it. But I think you're doing okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I'm, hey, if you're listening and nobody's seen it live, feel free to share it with them. And like I said, check back tomorrow. Clay should have everything. Um, transferred over and uploaded in, in podcast form so you can listen to it but um, it's better just to get in here and look at us i mean we're, we're all three pretty easy on the eyes so you know <laughs> 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 and, and of course every friday every friday clay and mike are on with todd mitchell kfyr 550 am 99.7 fm and iheart um, for about 45 minutes, 8.15 Central, 7.15 Mountain. I filled in this morning for uh, Mike, and, and I was on with Clay. Had a pretty good show. Go ahead and check that out if you want. And next show I got is not next Thursday, but the Thursday after. That's going to be at 7 p.m. again. I'm going to have on um, Wayne Muth and John Arman. We're going to be talking about three things you've learned over your life about hunting. I told them guys to get three things. I'm going to get three 
and and you know who knows that might be uh it might be an hour and a half show i'm gonna try and keep it short but you know when you get them guys talking about hunting and me it, it can be a long one but <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah appreciate you if you're first time listeners check back in with us um you know like it like all our uh like all our hey there you got a thumbs up on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like all our social media stuff we got a website www.gunsinthe701.com go ahead and, and bookmark that appreciate all that and again support our sponsors because without them um this is a lot harder to do and i don't even know if we do it really i mean we love to do it and get the information out shows like this are are great for everybody to listen to and it, man it, it's fun doing this i, I enjoyed this guys i really did yeah. i'm looking forward to uh yeah we're definitely going to do it in the future again there's a lot more stuff we can hit on because i mean i got all kinds of questions about cutting up meat and everything <laughs> So just tried to make it about sauce making tonight. So, all right, everybody, um, Brian, you guys just hang on here. Once I end the stream, we'll, we'll BS a little bit afterwards here, but thanks again, everybody. JD guns in the seven Oh one art and Brian. Um, thank you guys. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks.